Hey guys, welcome to the Grounded Masculine Podcast. Super excited to bring this episode with my good friend Luke Smith to you all. Luke is a biodynamic breathwork and trauma release systems facilitator. And this was a super, super potent conversation where we talked into the different aspects and types of trauma, as well as what, what effects trauma has on your body. And I think the biggest takeaway from the whole conversation was it's coming back to self. It's looking at what you can do to find safety within yourself. And once you do that, that gives you that foundation to start really moving forward and healing from whatever has happened in your past. Like this is where so much aspects of like when I speak into being grounded within yourself comes to play. It's like being grounded to me is feeling that safety within yourself, feeling really sure, feeling really confident within yourself. And as Luke was talking into the different aspects of trauma and how we can start really healing and moving forward from it, it all comes back to that safety. It all comes back to that grounded space that we have. So enjoy this episode. Uh, please feel free to share on your socials and make sure you to tag us in, uh, in your socials and I'll be able to share that around and share this episode on with anyone who you feel would really benefit with it. Have a beautiful day. Welcome to the Grounded Masculine Podcast with me, your host, Finn McKenna Fox. I'm here on a mission to transform the everyday man into a confident leader so they can show up in their truth and in their power for themselves, for their families, in their career, and for the collective as a whole. I'm super excited to be able to share conscious conversations with some good friends and awesome guest experts. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to continuing this journey together. Sweet, here we are and we're live. So first of all, I just want to welcome my main man Luke here to the podcast. Super excited to have this conversation. Um, but before we get into like an introduction to you, I want to just ask you two simple questions. What does being grounded in your body mean to you? Oof. Good one, bro. Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, so, first of all, it means being connected to my body and being able to, to feel my body um, and how it is from moment to moment um, so that I can notice the little um, sensations or inklings that I get, um, which might be different to what my mind is saying. And so I can like respond to situations um, you know, from my body and from my truth, um, rather than thinking through or from my ego reacting to a situation. So, so yeah, that, that's probably the main thing I think there, bro. Um, just being connected into my body, to my truth and, and being able to walk through life from that place. Mm, yeah. That's beautiful, man. Like, I love that. It's like taking sensations from your body rather than from the mind. Like so often we get caught in like, oh, what's going on in the mind? We're trying to analyze it rather than actually like embodying it. So yeah, I really like that. And yeah, second- our body, our body holds the truth, bro. Oh, you know, so. I think, yeah. and and our mind just tells us what it thinks is true. Um, and and very often that's not the case. So, um, yeah, it's been a journey to get there, bro. But now, <laughs> <Of course>. uh, <laughs> never ending. You know, yeah. 
it is my man um but it's a beautiful place to operate from to live from um and i can notice when i get off center or um, i'm grounded because i can't feel my body and then like i'm entertaining the thoughts and the fears and the little voice there so that's mm -hmm. when i know i'm like all right i need to like reground drop in i need to do something to get back in my body yeah yeah. And that leads us in beautifully to the second question. Like, what's the things that you do for yourself that really helped you get grounded? Oh, good question, bro. Um, so there's a lot. Um, so the first thing is moving my body. Um, and I'll try and do that on a daily first thing when I get up. Um, so that I can feel the connection, the sensations with my body. I can feel where my body's at day to day, if it's mm. tired, if it's um, energetic, if it's anything in between. Uh, so the movement is a key component to that. Um, and then breath as well. So having a breathing practice, um, which brings me back into my body so I can feel myself um, and kind of switch off the mind. Mm. And then and then melded in with all of that is a meditation practice as well. Um, so those are some of the, the basic uh, fundamentals that are like on the daily. Mm -hmm. And then time in nature as well is a, is a biggie. So for me, what that looks like at the moment is doing gardening out in the backyard and, and taking care of my little plot of lands that, that we have um, and, and really just like noticing that land and how it changes and shifts with the seasons. And there's a lot of presence that you can have with nature um, in general. So yeah, for me, it's about like being tapped into that element and sort of coming out of the thoughts and the mind and being like, remembering that like I'm amongst I'm a part of all of this nature and like I'm in this you know cycle and season with all of the things that I'm looking after as well and um yeah it, it really helps to ground me back in getting my feet on the earth getting some sun on my skin as I do it um yeah it's a, it's a beautiful way and I'll try and have that as well like on the daily if I can just spending some time outside um yeah it's a biggie and then if I can, I'll get to the beach, but at the moment we don't live that close to the beach. So yeah, yeah those are the, those are the key fundamentals for me, bro. Um, and, and, or the last one will be, I mean, there's so many, right? Like this, this is a skill that, you know, people, yeah. um, you know, it's like, it's a life skill, yeah. um, you know, that we unfortunately don't get taught, uh, yeah, as we grow up through through our adolescent years and mm -hmm. and and so that's something that i've kind of had to cultivate yeah. through through adulthood and through my journey so yeah the last one there is is music listening to music and finding music which soothes which brings me back to my body which i can start to feel the song and then i can start to feel myself and mm -hmm. it's like i'm back you know yeah um so yeah there we go it's such a potent one like it's one that i love exploring because like sometimes like when i feel like i'm a bit scattered as like i put on like certain music like just real relaxing student music it's like that's going to bring me back down but I'm, like this isn't doing anything so i need to put on some of that like real kind of like nordic viking music to like bring the energy up and it's like ah oh, that's what i needed <laughs> You know, and that's the beautiful thing about music is that it has the full spectrum it's able to do. It's able to energize us, to motivate us. It's able to ground us. It's able to heal us. Um, and it's cool. Like even plants respond to music, right? Like they're doing experiments and showing um, how plants respond to different frequencies and sounds like 
mind-blowing um so it's a potent one to explore and i think you know with spotify and um all these apps these days you know we're quite lucky to be able to just try different genres and explore and find what works and have this library of all this music which you know we can use for whatever moment we need and whatever kind of like thing we're in at at that time so yeah it's a goodie that's wicked beautiful um yeah so from here let's get into yourself man like tell us share a bit about yourself like what is it that you do now and like what brought you on this journey yeah awesome thank you brother so i am a biodynamic breathwork and trauma release facilitator uh and and um that in itself has been probably like the culmination of of my journey and and where i've come from so um i grew up in a small town in geraldton north of perth it's about four and a half hours and um I guess went through like most kids do, you know, um, the adolescent years were quite defining and, and difficult. And, um, we really, something that we talked about beforehand, we really don't get taught the the skills that we need, um, to, to move through life as these adolescents. And so I, I learned to kind of like shut down, um, my emotions and then learned, um, and then got hurt, you know, through relationships, um, had like quite a lot of painful experiences there. And, and so those were quite shaping in, in me stepping into like young adult years and then creating quite a few toxic behaviors in the ways that I treated women, um, in the ways that I treated myself as well. And, and then having a huge disconnection from my truth, um, and, and kind of just acting in ways that were completely um, against what I, you know, at my core knew to be true. So I was quite lucky that I met a beautiful woman um, who is my partner now and soon to be baby mama. So and often happens, we just meet that person, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> literally, man, she is the catalyst for almost all of the amazing changes in my life. You know, um, she went first on her own journey. And so I was kind of like taking a back seat and watching. Um, well, I probably got a front row seat to watching her journey and then seeing the changes. And then it was interesting. Um, a lot of the things that she used to tell me, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. Like I knew it to be true, but I wouldn't um, take any action on that. Mm. Um, and through her journey, there was like lots of tears and discomfort. And, and that just amplified in me uh, that I was like avoiding all of uh, the emotion and and the discomfort and I had a huge resistance to it and so um, yeah it got to got to breaking point there within the relationship where she realized that for her to move forward that um, she needed someone who could support her who could be grounded in themselves um, and who wouldn't disconnect and try and run away at every opportunity when her stuff was coming up you know she needed a, a partner who could be grounded connected and and, and like hold her in her development and and, yeah. and all of that discomfort that she was going through so um yeah she basically put it to me and she was like either you need to do something or i'm going somewhere else um and so yeah having that like ultimatum was quite a um a wake up and and I think that was the you know the slap across the face that I needed to go on my own journey and to start making changes um, for myself. Mm-hmm. And sure. we were we were super blessed that we had uh, a bunch of friends who were on the similar journey to what Trace was, and they went and did some breath work workshops in Bali, and just completely mind blowing. They told us all about them, you know. One of them was crying the whole time. The other one was laughing the whole time. Yeah. And then they became breathwork facilitators. And then we went to their very first um, 
breathwork workshop and and so we're at their workshop and I remember just um you know breathing breathing and then just bawling my eyes out and probably the first time that I'd cried for a good 10 years you know and and in that moment feeling all of the connection Mm. the love um and, and how like real that moment was as opposed to what I'd been living before that like it just felt like I just felt so alive so connected to all of my body to my emotions and it was like this yeah this penny dropped I was like this is it you know this is what life is supposed to be um Mm -hmm. and so you know in that moment something something switched um and then I decided that you know I'm gonna share this with as many people as I as I possibly can and and I can see, you know, I could see the healing potential of it and, and, and I could see how much it just needed to be shared. Um, and so one of the things that I'm quite passionate about is sharing breathwork in like more rural communities and taking it out um, to the fringes of where you might not typically find it. Yeah. Growing up in a, in a rural community or reasonably small yeah. town, um, you know, I feel quite connected and grounded to those people who who um who might not be in the like the healing community or the spiritual yeah. community so i feel like a bit of a bridge i'm able to kind of come and you know, present something which is quite alternative in in a way which is reasonably easy for people to digest and accept and then for them to have a, a supportive and empowering experience yeah so that's that's the short journey, um, <laughs> yeah. the short, the short version of, of my journey and how, how I got to this um, place. Of course, mixed in there is a whole heap of men's work, which yeah. really also, you know, helped to, to bring me to this place and this man that I am. Um, yeah. And that was probably between breath work and men's work. Those were the, the two real um, strong influences and, and game changers for me to, to become the man that I am today and to to be doing the work that I am. So yeah, bro. Yeah, it's so, so powerful. Like it's an absolute testament to see and like how much you just like dove into into all of this for yourself. And just mm. like we've known each other for a few years now through like the men's work and everything. And just seeing your growth and your expansion as you've been stepping more and more into who you are and what you're doing is fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like it's like even that in yourself, as you're saying, bringing it more to the rural comes rural places and stuff like it's so needed there like i come from like like the countryside and a little outside of a little smaller village and stuff and like any of this stuff is still pretty kind of like out there whereas like in the big Mm. cities and stuff it's so much more accessible but it's in the rural like that's where it nearly needed more and more because there's such old conditioning in people and there's like such lack of education around any aspects of self-awareness over emotional expression of trauma or any of that stuff that's just all suppressed down so much um so yeah, yeah like it's wicked to see that you're bringing that light and showing like yeah. another way yeah absolutely bro it's it's funny like um in these communities and places that are you know a bit more remote or rural um they're they're like they're also like in a way they're segregated from each other like they you know there's a there's a sense of disconnection because you know you're so far away and and you maybe for whatever reason yeah you don't spend a lot of time with your neighbors so teaching people to reconnect and find that connection with themselves first and foremost um Mm. is a game changer it's so empowering And, and like when you can find that within yourself first you know then you can move from that and um yeah that's really what lights me up to to help me bring that sense of connection back to people so that they don't feel so alone 
Um, and, and so, you know, like, um, yeah, disconnected from the world or, or remote, you know, it's kind of like remembering that it's, it all starts with him. Yeah. 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 Awesome, man. Yeah. So like from here, like I'd like to kind of talk a little bit more, like it's like breath work is getting so popular now. There's so many different aspects mm. of breath work and stuff coming out, which is amazing. But like one of the things that I love about your approach is, is like that learning and education and that safety that you hold around like understanding deeply understanding trauma and being able to help hold people through their trauma and working through all of that so do you want to speak into a little bit more of that like what brought you down this sort of route rather than some of the other types of like breath or practices and other practices that are out there yeah good good question man um so what i what I really resonated with, well, I guess like, first of all, I didn't really know a lot when I started off breath work and I kind of was looking into the different types and it was, it was a bit hard to kind of navigate and decide what was the difference between them all. But I just, I had a friend who done this um, trauma training, highly recommended it. And I, and then the more I started to look into it, um, I was looking into guys like Gabe or Mate mm. and the way that they spoke about it really resonated with me and my experience of life. And so yeah, that, that's kind of what drove me down this path. I was um, starting to hear other, you know, educated leaders in the field speaking about it. And it just so, so much of it clicked with me. Mm. And then, yeah, basically the the biodynamic breathwork and trauma release training, it's, it's, it's founded on these six principles and, um, and it's very much, you know, um, movement-based, you know, breath, meditation. And so, these like fundamentals that I'd always incorporate into my life. So I went through, you know, phases of being extremely active and fit. And so like movement to me was just like so intuitively important um, that, you know, uh, biodynamic breathwork is one of the only styles of breathwork that incorporates a lot of movement um, yeah. and body work as well. And so, um, you know, there's other styles of breathwork, which say don't move, you know, stay completely still. And, um yeah it just didn't feel right for me so so when I yeah when I looked into biodynamic and they're talking about how the body you know releases trauma and how it, it's all about moving through it um yeah. it just resonated at my core and and so um yeah maybe I'll explain a little bit about some yeah, of the, the the trauma and 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 how it works I can dive into that if you like bro yeah. so yeah so basically there's different types of trauma um there's starting off at, you know, we, we have, um, I mean, there's, there's birth trauma, which is like, um, you know, starting at a very young age. And that's, that's a style of trauma, which is, it's, it's basically like a shock trauma, like something which is really intense and visceral. Um, and there's a lot of like sensation and emotion in the moment. Um, so there could be like a lot of overwhelm or like, um, yeah, sadness or like something which is just so intense that your body is like, I don't know how to handle this. And so um, we have a coping mechanism, which we either kind of like shut down the body and disconnect completely in that moment, um, or our body stays on red alert. Um, yeah. And so it can kind of go either way from that. So, so it starts off at that. And then we go through the younger years um, and we experience developmental trauma. So developmental trauma is very much around our basic primal needs of love and acceptance mm. and authenticity, you know? So what that can look like is if we didn't receive the love that we need to feel safe, um, then we will also develop coping mechanisms to deal with that. And we may trade off 
some of our authenticity in in order to gain that acceptance and love from our primary caregivers so you know if we've been crying and crying and crying and we're not you know being received or or that's putting some barrier up between us and our parents then we might learn to not cry we might learn to shut off the emotions and to disconnect from all of that and then our parents will come to us and they'll love Mm -hmm. us and accept us um, because because we're not being, you know, so loud. And, yeah. and then as we start to go through the, you know, the, the young toddler years and we're starting to hear what our parents are saying, we'll start to hear some of the, the stories and the beliefs that they project onto us. And so it might be the things like, you know, good girls or good boys um, are seen but not heard. And so we learn not to say, you know, and not to ask for what we want and not to make any noise and not to yeah. be loud and, all of this and we take it on and we take it on and, and that is to gain you know, their love and acceptance and to and to feel ultimately at, at the core is to feel safe in the world yeah. you know and that's what we need as as young um as young ones so we need that safety and then there's also this kind of so that's developmental trauma and that really that shapes and defines a lot of our beliefs a lot of how we see the world mm-hmm. right um and that's very um ingrained in us so as adults you can imagine there's you know, great benefits to being able to work through some of this stuff because there's a lot of limitations there there's a lot of things which keep us from you know fully stepping into our power from exploring our full potential and for doing all those things that we really truly want to do but ultimately there's just some little niggle that at you know some stage in our life it it, it was providing us with the safety and and so when we can start to work through that um it opens the door to really so much. So yeah, so that's developmental trauma from the years of one to seven, let's say. And then there's also shock trauma. So if you've been in like a car accident or something, which was, it's, it's, it's like similar to the birth trauma I was describing It's a moment. It's like an event that was extremely overwhelming in the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. There's distress, confusion, like, yeah, if there's all of these things, so that could be, you know, being abused once, you know, having being like really heavily abused, sexually abused, any of these types of events, car accidents. Mm -hmm. Um, And so something which, yeah, the nervous system just goes into full flight or flight mode um, and, and, and switches on all of those. And we're not taught how to resolve those in the moment, how to process the emotions, how to move that energy through the body. And so what it tends to do is it will get trapped in the body. There's all this activation and energy Mm -hmm. and it just kind of settles and filters into the body. And and we develop, um, yeah, what we call armoring. So muscular armoring. and, And what that is doing is it's like a shield that's holding in all of those sensations that were too overwhelming to process in the moment. It kind of, it traps them in the body. And, this armoring, it takes the, the the form of physical tension. So it'll be in the ligaments, in the fascia, in the tendons, and it just it just kind of holds it all in. Yeah. And and so and yeah, and and if that's happened multiple times, or we've had that plus um, developmental trauma, then that's when we can start to get into complex trauma, PTSD, and and all of these kind of more advanced forms of a trauma experience. So majority of people will have experienced one or or both forms of that. Like it's really common for people to have have experienced some form of developmental trauma in their life, which has influenced the way that they see the world, Mm -hmm. influenced the behaviors that they, you know, do influence the types of partners that they choose. 
um, and the situations that they look for in life that they are attracted for uh, attracted towards. Mm. And yeah, when we can start to change and, and integrate these um, traumas, then ultimately our life can change as well. So for me, uh, I used to drink a lot and then I used to go out, you know, chasing women and, and looking to try and like, you know, validate my experience of life mm. through um, picking up women. And also being, you know, a funny guy that people could laugh at and being yeah. that like larrikin type energy, right? And as I started to, to bore my eyes out and find that love and acceptance for myself um, and not so much need it externally, then I was able to be like, well, actually, I'm going to just stop drinking for a little while and, and I'm going to settle down with this partner and treat her properly how I believe she should be treated you know mm-hmm. and and start to like open my heart with her and share my heart yeah. and 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 to be in like a loving connected relationship um where we're yeah where we're open where we where our emotions can flow yeah and and so that's um that's that shift of integrating the trauma some of the ways of behaving beforehand and then what it can look like afterwards and and so also like um you know, feeling more connected to the body as well is, is, is a biggie, right? So when I started my journey, I, there was not, there was nothing that I could sense or feel, or when I like would breathe in and tune into my body, it was just kind of like a big empty sack, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, now learning to notice the subtleties of the, the, the little electrical pulse, you know, going down my left bicep or, you know, all of those different, the, the different colors that I can feel through my body or the yeah. different temperatures. And, and so having that sense of connection back with myself um, has been a major shift through doing all of this work as well. And, and I think um, that's, that's one of the b- biggest benefits of doing breath work, you know, and, and trauma release in general is, is being able to connect with our body because that is the source of, of our creativity, you know, um, of all of these beautiful things which want to come through the world. Um, they come through us, right? It's not, it's not our mind which intellectualizes and comes up with the, the kind of like the business or the ideas. It's like these things, they, they come through the innate intelligence of our body and then they arise to us and we can kind of feel them. And that's what our truth is. It's like, um, something which we think is our truth and we intellectualize quite often can lead us down a, a quite a painful path, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, being able to be in touch with the body and allow the, the creativity and, and all of these um, beautiful expressions of the heart, um, expressions of our truth to, to come through and to, to, to speak um, through us is that's life changing. That's, that's the, that's the gold. And um that's what I've seen, you know, for yourself, bro, you yeah. know, that's been a huge, you know, that's been a huge part of your journey this year. I know for sure, yeah. having watched it over the last couple of years, that's becoming more and more true. And, and I see that for a lot of people who are doing this work, yeah. um, you know, starting to release a lot of the limitations and just drop in, drop in and then come from that place, you know. And that's the big yeah. thing, like it's, like I think it's understanding like that breakdown of the different aspects of trauma, the different kinds of trauma is like for a lot, that would be a big kind of like aha moment for them because so often like we're led to believe like trauma is just more of that like shock trauma, like where it's like if it's like a car accident, if it's abusive, if it's one of that big things that has that big mm. boom systemic like 
like shocking your whole nervous system that's what we just think trauma is but we don't look at the small things that are happening more and more and more like within that developmental trauma like and for me myself like that was whenever I like started kind of like awakening up to myself and going on this journey like I was like seeking so much around spirituality for about six or seven years and figuring out trying to figure out what was going on with me because there was something within me that I could never get to the bottom of but it was Mm. because there was nothing like there was none of them big shock dramas that I had experienced thank god but I was all like I knew there was something else was there and it wasn't until I actually like sat with ayahuasca like I had this like flashback of being like I think it was about like one and a half two years old and just being in absolute hysterics and just wanting to be picked up and like not getting that not getting picked up in that moment it was just like it was the hardest night of my life sitting through that and living through that whole experience but when it came out the other side it was just like that when it was just such a massive clarity and realization within that because my biggest block physically within myself was not feeling good enough and not feeling worthy and that was because that was stemmed down to like as a as a baby like I didn't receive the love that I needed in that time I knew that I received so much love in my childhood but in that time there was like I wasn't receiving how I needed to receive it um and like that was a big fun that created a fundamental shift within me so then I had a go out and prove all of these other things to try to find that worth in other aspects of my life. I detached from like, I closed myself off from actually receiving love, even though I received it from so many other areas, I detached mm. from receiving that because it wasn't how specifically I wanted to. And having that whole right realization and that clarity from that, it was just like literally changed my whole world. And that's been what such a massive shift for me over the last couple of years within that. But then integrating that with more general practices like we don't all get an opportunity to sit with something like that but like look like so that was just one aspect that cracked that open but then it took a lot of integration a lot of deeper kind of like work for myself to figure out all of that and processing through all of that over the next year or so and like it's still like ongoing thing that you're always kind of like just checking in and with it it's, it's so powerful mm. yeah yeah man and and that is such a common experience you know like that what you described was the was a parenting style for quite a while and and um and for better or worse you know that was what was known at the time and that people were just doing the best that they could you know with the educations that had been given and shared um and that you know created a whole generation you know that have experienced something similar along those lines to Mm -hmm. whatever degree and then you can see that reflected in the world like on a macro scale when you zoom out you can yeah. see all of that trauma playing out, all of the people who are still trying to resolve um, that experience that they had. And so, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a biggie, man. It's, it's, it's not just the shock trauma at all. You know, mm-hmm. these, these developmental traumas have a huge impact on the way that we walk through the world and the way that we act and, and what we seek, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel you, man. And, and something that you touched on, which was beautiful as well is that there, there's there's a whole raft of ways that you can resolve trauma you know it's you know plant medicine is one breath work is one but at its core they they kind of all lead you back to the same thing and and what that is is being able to first of all find safety in your body mm-hmm. so this is like the core of of trauma healing is is first of all dropping into safety finding safety in your body if you can't find safety in your body then the trauma cannot be healed yet Mm -hmm. so 
finding that safety and then re not reliving, but it's allowing your nervous system to feel the experience of that moment with presence and with safety. Because mm -hmm. the reason that trauma sticks is because we didn't feel safe. And so we disconnected and split off from that experience. And so that's why it lingers and it stays around and it gets trapped in with the armoring. So the healing is about creating safety and then being present and feeling those sensations. And we don't have to feel them all at once. And that's a big part of the biodynamic breath work and, and some of the other styles of trauma release is breaking up that big overwhelming experience into little chunks and little increments and just doing a little bit at a time and pendulating between um, mm -hmm. that experience and those sensations in the body and safety and going from one to the other yeah. so that you're staying grounded and connected the whole time and it's a sustainable way to do it you know it's kind of you're not overwhelming the nervous system you're not overactivating it you're able to kind of walk away from that uh, trauma healing and experience and then go back to normal life a little bit so to speak yeah. you know there is the integration always but yeah. it's it's doing it in a, in a grounded way and there's so so you know the other ways that we can work through trauma is is through body work you know and, and starting to release that armoring yeah. um and then what's underneath the armoring will naturally arise once we've been able to dissolve it through body work then those emotions or sensations that have been trapped and hidden underneath they'll yeah. come through and if we're in the you know an environment with a practitioner that is grounded themselves that feels safe with some gentle soothing music with some nice smells in a you know a safe environment then we're able to kind of go through and, and yeah. process those. So body work is one. Meditation is an incredibly healing um, mm -hmm. modality. Sometimes requires a lot of time, but yeah. I've seen some 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 miracles, you know, with trauma come through purely meditation. And then there's breath work. Um, yeah. So and and I'm sure that you've seen this as well, bro. In in some of the work that you do, because I know you work with the body closely, and and so when people feel safe and you start to release those tensions um yeah i'm sure you've seen the same thing hey and that's the biggest thing like there's i'm like there's so many different avenues i want to go down with this but i think like the, <laughs> coming back is that like one of the biggest core principles that i work with when i'm working with people is is like by setting up them foundations as like cause so mm -hmm. often like we don't have a solid foundation in ourselves to like but mm -hmm. we're all mistaken we're, i want to go to level 10 rather than start at level so like it's like that whole aspect that you were speaking of is like finding that safety within your body, bringing people back home, allowing people to feel comfortable within that space. Like that is the one that I find is so, so important. But I find this one of the ones that's starting to be missed out in today's society because we're all looking for these quick fixes. And like there's so many like workshops and events and different courses here and there where people are going straight into the deep dive, but they, yeah. don't, they don't have them foundations. Because I know for myself, like this was, like things for myself is like if I try to do too many things, but then coming back, your whole life is completely shook and you're like, how am I meant to live without having that base? So that's where like strip things back and have that base of fundamentals for yourself, know where you feel safe in yourself. And then as you said, with that pendulum, like pendulation is like where you're like, go in, come back out, go in, come back out. And like working within that, like I think there's so much can be said about that, like mm. rather than just going diving straight into the deep end. Um, yeah and it's such a reflection of the society that we live in 
where we want to have all of the things right now. We want to have all of the healing in one session, you know, and we don't want to space it out over many years, although that's eventually what it will be for every yeah. single person, um, you know. And so, uh, yeah, that's, it's, it's such a fascinating thing. And, and what you said about like people's starting point, generally most people's starting point is the fight or flight response, right? Like their bodies are just jacked up on, um, stimulants of whatever form, uh, or it could even be self-induced, you know, uh, adrenaline and cortisol just through the thoughts. And, and when we're in that, that's not a safe space. Like we have to learn how to be able to bring ourselves out of that fight or flight stimulated state of, you know, like high cortisol, high adrenaline down into, um, into our safety, into our, our rest and digest, um, you know, phase or state of the body so that, you know, the truth can come through so that we can be present. Um, and, and then like from that, you know, so many other things in people's lives, their health gets so much better, you know? And so like, these are fundamental skills that, you know, should be taught to everyone. And, and if you can start with that and then move through your healing, um, yeah. yeah, you're really, you're changing yourself from the core out, you know, it's a, um, yeah everything changes yeah mm. yeah yeah then i could love to like talk into more about like the body work side of thing because like that's what's got me down this path more so is like because i like, starting off as like a like sports physio i was like all hands-on i was very much a hands-on therapist as i started because i just love this sensation alone with like checking in with the energy of what was happening but like when i qualified was back in ireland just as the recession hit so i was like young 20s recession has just hit Ireland so everyone was in like a really stressed state and by the time people were coming to my tables they were holding so much stress and trauma within their systems and like they were coming with an injured neck or a sore sore knee or a sore back or whatever but then as I was working on them like I could I started realizing really quick that I was like oh they're not just coming with this physical injury that's happened from that fall it's like there's so much more within their body that we're working mm. on and like so people started connecting to like it wasn't just the hands-on treatment it was the speaking into stuff and finding that safety in the space that i created was that was massive but for me mm. i was like i need to learn and understand this a lot more so that was again was another reason why i wanted to go and explore and go traveling so like i left my clinic in ireland to come actually exploring and finding myself with my, my partner and brought us on this big journey and then I've just been so lucky on my path. I've met some amazing mentors and coaches who allowed me to tap more into the spiritual side, the different alternative therapies and how to start really reading energy in the body. And like, I just mm. love that. It's like when people are coming with like where they are holding like the physical pain within their body, I can match that up with what's going on with them energetically, like spiritually, all of this as well. And like, it's, it's something that I've just learned a lot through intuitive kind of playing with it but then anytime like we speak and like when we've done some workshops and stuff together like we just love watching each other and because the two of us do the same thing but we come from very different ways of how yeah. where we work with it so yeah like i'd love you to speak into a little, little bit more about the different aspects of armor and like the different layers in the body where we mm. things. yeah definitely man absolutely um and so just wanted to touch on as well, when it comes to like body work and touch, touch is, is, is something which can be traumatizing or hold trauma in itself, right? Because as you explained with your experience being like a one and a half year old, you didn't receive touch. And that was 
in some ways part of the trauma so not receiving the love and the touch from another human um can be the trauma and so the trauma healing can be literally having someone's hands on you which are you know loving with unconditional love and you know pure intention that in itself to receive that type of touch for a lot of people can be extremely healing and on the flip side of that your know, touch can be used to to hurt us and to hurt other people and so just the just having someone's hands on you uh, can be a recalibration and a healing of itself without actually needing to release any of the armor or the tension. It's a it's an incredibly potent um, experience for people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so the armoring is um, is something which started to come through a, a, a man called Willem Reich, and he he coined this term um, armoring, I guess, and. And what he noticed was uh, traditional talk therapy with people would only get them so far. And that, you know, when you delved into the body, he would just notice there was so much tension in very specific parts of the body. Uh, Sometimes it would be all over, but generally it was in specific parts, right? And so he coined these belts of tension. um, And I think there's, Oh, I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head. I think there's five or seven. So there's like the, the belt of tension across the eyes, um, across the jaw and the throat, um, across the heart, the diaphragm, the belly and the pelvis. And each of these different parts of the body has different sensations, which they hold in, right? They loosely relate to the chakras. Um, and so the, the pelvis is all about um, our basic primal needs of love and acceptance. Um, and it also stores the, the fight or flight muscle, which is the psoas. Mm-hmm. So if we've been in some really stressful situations or ongoing stress, um, then a lot of that tension gets trapped in the pelvis. And what's interesting is the pelvis is obvious, um, is often, well, the pelvis is a reflection of the jaw, like kind of just the opposite of each other. So quite often when someone's pelvis releases their jaw or their throat releases and vice versa. Um, and so what that physically looks like is if someone's um, pelvis releases, they feel safer in their body. And if their jaw releases, then they feel safer to speak their truth and to express, um, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. We need more of that in the world. Um, yeah. So, so those are a couple of those experiences. And then, coming up into the the lower belly is around like sexuality sensuality and so as a kid we we definitely are taught to cut off from our sexuality through you know religion and just through um through constructs of society Mm -hmm. conditioning we put nappies on our kids and then when our kids touch themselves we tell them don't do that that's dirty don't touch yourself, don't play with yourself, don't experiment. And so all of this has to be done behind closed doors. And then you have like, you know, shame and guilt, like wrapped in around this part of the body. And so we disconnect from our sensuality, our sexuality, and and we don't allow ourselves to feel all this beautiful fullness and arousal that our bodies are capable of. And then, yeah, moving up into the, the belly, we have this... Um, you know, the belly is an interesting one because it's the only part of us more or less that doesn't have any bone or any solid structure to protect us. So it's quite a vulnerable place. It's quite a sensitive place. And if you touch someone's belly, you you can see that in them quite often. It's like, it's a bit of a jolt. Um, And yeah, our 
our belly houses all of um all of this kind of innate power that we have that we hold within us and um that's kind of you know when you feel that pit in your stomach um that sensation there Mm -hmm. um there's there's so many different sayings around the belly that ring true on like an emotional level you know yeah so um yeah starting to be able to to work through some of the tension we hold through our belly and and you know what like a lot of us do is we will go to the gym to produce armoring around these different parts of our body to Mm. to you know to protect us from the the sensations that we've held or experienced as children or as young adults and 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 that's a way that i've i've also done that to an extent through my own journey with triathlon and 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 kind of like in the gym as well trying to like beef myself up to to keep it all in there you know so that it doesn't come through um so yeah, so there's the belly and then the diaphragm is such an interesting run, right? Because our diaphragm is like the breathing muscle. And so when we breathe deeply, we feel deeply as well. Mm-hmm. And one of the strategies for us to avoid our feelings is to breathe more shallow. So if we breathe shallow, we don't have to feel what's truly present and underneath all of this armoring. So uh, a lot of us will generate tension in that diaphragm as a as a way of avoiding what's true, what's underneath the discomfort and all of these things. What's also interesting is that the the diaphragm basically connects the heart to the pelvis and the the lower organs. It's Mm -hmm. like this bridge, right? And so when it's really tense, um, we're not able to flow in between them. So the, like the sexual creative energy and all of the the sensuality is not able to flow up into the heart and it's the heart's not able to flow down as well. Like the, the energy of, of the heart and, and it becomes like a, basically a bridge, a cutoff, a kind of a segregation between the two areas. And when we can learn to release that tension through touch, through body work, um, then we can feel the connection between our heart and our pelvis, our heart and our genitals, or um, even like our power center, our, our belly and our heart space as well you know learning to link them up and to you know be empowered with an open heart and allow that to flow through you um is a completely different experience to what most people live um unfortunately so yeah starting to release that and then obviously we've got heaps of tension that we hold through through the chest region which is which is the heart space Mm-hmm. um there's a lot of uh you know grief points through the ribs there and and so you see a lot of people with really big um chests right to, to kind of lock it yeah. all in potentially um and then the the heart's energy also flows through through the arms and, and basically comes out of the hands like like i touched on earlier the hands can be a, a loving gesture we, we reach out for love we touch with love. And so, yeah, we create so much tension through these parts of the body. You think about all the tension that is carried through the shoulders and, and through the back there, it's basically just compressing and, and, and locking in, packing up all of that beautiful heart's essence. Um, yeah. And then, and then the, we have the up in through the throat region where the throat is our expression. Um, but it's also, where the where the where the the heart's energy kind of arises and so all of the emotion that we feel it generally arises through the throat and it comes out you know in tears and in sounds and and so there's a lot a lot of us that will hold tension through the through the neck and through the jaw um and and there's the sayings you know choking down your tears and all this type of stuff which relates to keeping 
holding tension through there. And, yeah. and a lot of people have really sensitive jaws um, and really sensitive necks like SCM muscles mm. for, for that reason. Yeah. And then, yeah, we've got also the band of tension, which relates up through the head as well. So, yeah. and, and the whole body is connected, right? So ideally our energy wants to flow from, from the pelvis, from the base um, and arise up through the body. That's the kind of the general flow. Mm. And if it's, it gets stuck, it can be stuck at any one of these points, right? It can be stuck right at the bottom and trapped in the pelvis. It can, be, it can rise up to the heart and become trapped at the heart or it can rise up to the, you know, the jaw and be trapped there. And, and that relates a lot to the way that we see people move through the world. Like if, yeah. for example, it's trapped at the heart, um, then you're not able to kind of like bring that beautiful essence through your body, the, the, the sexuality, the creativity through the heart and then, you know, out into the world or you're not able to speak it. Um, and, and you can kind of see the, the different ways that people um, yeah. experience these trapped um, yeah. tensions in the body it's 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 a it's a buzzy experience to like sit back and witness witness and then another manifestation is the different body types and the different shapes and so this um this has come through the work of dr alexander lowen who he talks about bioenergetics and yeah um yeah the different parts of the body that hold energy relate to different shapes and you see that in in the world as well we have all different shapes and sizes of humans and that can also relate to um, emotional traumas and, and, and trapped energy in the body. It's, um, it's a fascinating, you know, little topic to dive into. And that's, that was been, that was one of the ones that just got me so early on in my journey is like learning and understanding more about how all of this emotional stuff is manifesting in our body and like being able to observe people and like when you're able to like read someone's body, how they're moving, where their blocks, where they're able to like open, mm. where they're closed off in their posture and stuff like that. Like it just allows you to kind of like get more like careful with the question and the wording that you have. And so you're able to like, again, get them, allow them to feel safe. And then you're just coaxing out of them to like see where they're at to start working through. Like, and even before you put any hands on, like there's so much that we can do just by speaking and just by allowing them to become aware of the bodies to start shifting some of this themselves like and again that's where like bringing this into like a movement practice of where you're nourishing your body and opening your body in these areas like it could be like using certain affirmations while you're opening your body bringing that breath through it as well and stuff like that it's again as you said at the very start is like your core elements of grounding yourself is like you can that's where you can bring so much of these different things into such a healing experience for yourself in that way as well yeah so absolutely like i love this stuff (laughs) same we could talk about this all day (laughs) yeah um so there's a few other ones that i wanted to speak into with it um you've kind of touched on it a few times but i guess one of the ones i see popping up a, a lot is like that element of disassociation. So whenever it gets that trauma response of like stuff's happening and it's like it's too much for our nervous system so we just like stop and switch off so you could, do you want to explain into that a little bit more? Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think that is almost just how we how our society operates. You know, we we dissociate through many different means. Uh, you know, one of them being alcohol, uh, another one being drugs and cigarettes. Scrolling on our phone, we just yeah completely dissociate from our life, from the the stresses and you know the situations that we have got ourselves in 
into. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's a learned response, basically, that we've learned at some time in our life uh, as a way of coping with a um, uncomfortable uh, situation. So, so it's a learned response, which means that we can learn a new response to replace mm-hmm. it. And, and that is basically learning how to be present. And, and this, is a, this is a trauma healing journey is, is, is basically to learn how to become more present with my body um, and to learn how to be present with discomfort, which is, you know, we want to naturally avoid pain mm. um, and seek out pleasure, which helps us for, you know, a little bit. But, but the journey, you know, and, and where all of our growth comes from is the discomfort, you know, is being yeah. able to lean into the discomfort continuously um, and, and really be present with it so that something new can come through, you know, yeah. and 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 yeah dissociation is just it's it's been true on my path like that's been probably the 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 tactic that i've leaned on you Mm -hmm. know to avoid my trauma and whether that was you know i i went from first of all was um it was alcohol and then it moved from that into um like pornography and then it went from that into um i actually started using sports as a way of dissociating so specifically triathlon and like overtraining yeah yeah and it was just it was the same coping mechanism just disguised as something yeah. different you know and then your mechanism that yeah have. yeah and and so you know when it's when it becomes it's like they're getting not i'd say porn isn't a healthy expression but it was kind of getting healthier like the the, the triathlon was like you can you can justify that to yourself and say, yeah, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm exercising, I'm keeping my body healthy. um, I'm living a healthy lifestyle. I'm eating clean. I'm working out twice a day. And so your ego can just trap you and tell you that, yeah, it's fine. You know, this is, this is a healthy lifestyle, but really it's just another coping mechanism, which you've justified to yourself to avoid the discomfort of whatever is, you know, buried within there. And so, for me, the the big the big thing that helped me move through dissociation um, was learning to connect with my breath and my movement. Mm-hmm. You know, learning learning first and foremost to come into presence and to keep breathing more and more into that discomfort. And that took me many breathwork sessions. Even in breathwork, I would still be able to every now and then dissociate from the experience. Yeah. And so that was that was a, a big journey just learning how to be present in the moment um, with my body with my breath and and tell like tell myself and ground myself into that safety and be like no no this is okay you know this is this is part of the journey this is what we're here to do is to feel this discomfort and yeah and yeah and then eventually um being able to just navigate that space a lot more normally like it's also become something that I almost look forward to, right? Because I know what's on the other side of it mm. is, you know, something beautiful, something potent, a realization, a release, you know, a space, an open heart, you know, a new idea and a new version of me. Um, and so at the time when I was managing and going through all of the dissociation, I couldn't see that. And I like, didn't have that, that view on it. It was just like, too much i'm not cool with this and disconnect <laughs> i'm out i'm done yeah. see you later but having the hindsight and being able to be like wow every time that i've leaned in and that i've felt that whatever it was 
you know, something has come from that space that has been beautiful, that has been what I'm looking for, that has had a profound effect on me and, and, and or like my life. So, um, yeah, now it's like, okay, cool. Bring it on, bring on the discomfort. Let's, let's sit with it. Let's be in it. And then let's see what gold it has to offer. Yeah. And that's a beautiful way to look at it. Like I find like so often, like when starting to work with new guys and stuff like that, like if they're pretty new to doing this work is like when they find that resistance coming up or when they find themselves like disassociating and just kind of like tapping out because it's getting too much. Like it's easy to drop into that like self-blame as like, oh fuck, I was like if I mm. fell in back into that old pattern and stuff. Whereas I'm like, no, this is awesome because this is you learning. It's like you see that happening, you saw it's like what was causing that to happen? Where did you where did you start like what was coming up for you that you felt you needed to tap out from? It? And then like use that awareness to start being being more kind of like string stingy on that, and like looking for them signs sooner rather than looking back in that hindsight. And the more you can start of playing in and exploring that more, that's going to start allowing mm. you to find, as you're saying, like where that where that nuggets of gold is within that journey. And then like you get to that point after a while of doing this more and more, you you think, all right, I'm disassociating here. There's like there's lots of big things coming up. It's like cool, this means I'm actually on to something. So like, get excited about it because then you know what's gonna happen when you move through this. You're gonna move to that next evolution of it. But it's all yeah. like them little things of sabotage keep coming in because it's like that sabotage just tries to pull us back. It's like, oh, you're not like where do you think you're going? It just pulls us back in. But just the more we can catch ourselves in that like explore to sit in with it and then step through it. Like it's yeah, so much magic in it. It is, man. And I remember being in those early stages of my own journey and being so frustrated at myself and being like, why can't I just, just like, just feel it? Why can't I just do it? And like, there was, there was the ego, but I just couldn't learn how to surrender, how to create enough safety in my body so yeah. that I could fully drop in. And, um, and I get that because of the way our society is structured and the majority of us live our lives, that is a pretty common experience for yeah. most people who are starting in the work. And so yeah. like the, the advice is just to, to stay on, um, stay in it, stay in the work, keep trusting, keep showing up. And after a while, it might take a while, but, yeah. uh, but sooner enough, it will come to the point where your body is able to drop in, where you feel safe. And then it's mm-hmm. like, okay, here it is. I can be really fully present with this discomfort and we can start to move through it because yeah. it doesn't just happen automatically. It didn't happen automatically for me. Like it took me probably a good year plus before I could like really drop in. And I had, you know, I'd be doing breathwork workshops and even parts of my training where everyone else was dropping in and then I wasn't and I was like there was still dissociation mm-hmm. showing up um and so you know like the, obviously the inner critic comes in then and starts to like chirp in your ear um and the, the the message that I want people to take away is just that it takes time you know you, you might be right at the start of this journey or you might even be or have been on it for a while for a year for two years for longer um yeah and you just have to stay true to the path and keep showing up and keep showing up and also for me and you bro like it doesn't get easier or it doesn't go away right it's just like we become more aware of it and we're maybe able to catch it quicker potentially um but you know that discomfort continuously shows up and it continuously asks us to lean in and to feel it um and our ego also continuously comes up with tricky little stories and ways to avoid pain like just because we've done a bunch of healing work doesn't mean that 
um, we're immune to, yeah. you know, uh, our ego's own strategies and stories. They, they still show up. They just dressed a little bit differently and they look a little bit different and the ego's got a bit more creative this more. time. It gets more. It's it a lot easier. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy, man. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> but I think that's like, it just comes back to like what we were saying earlier. Like, it's like, like when it comes up, no matter where you are in the journey, it's like, just keep coming back. There's like, where are you can see it? keep coming back it's like right what are your foundations that you have within this where are your foundations that you come back to that you know that mm. you think comfortable within yourself and you have that safety to ensure it because again like it happens so much more earlier in your journey because you probably have skipped through them fundamental steps to try to get into the trauma straight away or try to break through these limit beliefs straight away and then that's when it gets really hard and you revert back to your old patterns rather than reverting back to that safety love it yeah it's so true man it's so true and what i noticed for myself where i'm currently at is um the way that my ego um tricks me is by letting me avoid or um changing my daily routine or just skipping my daily routine like that's one of the things that um you know it taps me in at the start of the day and i'm just more aware and uh, like I might occasionally miss it for one day for whatever reason, but then my ego will chirp in the next day, the second day and be like, yeah, you can skip it today as well, you know? And then it's like, that's when I'm like, I need to tune in and be like, oh, what's happening here? What is it that I'm actually trying to avoid? And um, yeah, so like going through this um, new phase that I've been on with, with Trace and like the pregnancy journey, you know, that brings up a lot. And so that's what I've kind of been witnessing in myself yeah. recently is like, that's how I am. Um, my, my ego is still trying to trick me into yeah. dissociating and avoiding and, and just getting on with life, you know, which is, um, yeah, just putting the blinkers on and, and not really being present through it. So it'll, it'll show up. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And this is where I could get, it's going to be really interesting to you over the coming months and stuff like that. Like, especially when like the, the little bug arrives, like, cause mm. your whole, like your whole life, your whole perspective, everything is going to be shifted whenever that baby arrives. And like, it's something that's like, we cannot like plan for that internal shift that occurs because like for like I believe is like for the woman it's like they feel so much of the shift happening within themselves over the course they have this nine month journey of going through this process of shifting from maiden to mother they go through this massive rites of passage of childbirth and then as they come out the other end like yeah it's a big journey that they're going through whereas like the father side of it it's like we don't feel it in our body it's like we are connected to it but it's still there's a disconnection and like it's not until like you hold that baby just everything just like clicks in place for you but then within yeah. that it's like this is where you're like right what's your routines what's your things that you do to ground yourself where does that all go how does that all fit in with this new dynamic and this is where the learning will really come into play with it and this is where the magic goes like our kids are here for us to evolve our kids are here to like mirror all of the stuff that we need to be working on like them little things that we still haven't worked on within ourselves that's all going to be coming bubbling up so it's how we are able to like manage through that and communicate through that and like that's where so much of this like next evolution comes in as well Oh, mate, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be amazing. Um, and I also get a lot of inspiration from seeing you, bro, in the way that you've navigated um, having two little ones now and, and still staying so grounded in yourself and in your business and growing your business. And so, like, I know what you see as one of the fundamentals to that, but um, for me, like, witnessing it, it is having that daily practice, the way that you start the day and, like, grounding yourself into the day 
and whatever that looks like for you before you do everything else that kind of enables you to to then stay present and stay in it no matter what chaos the day may throw you um, yeah. i'm not sure what's what's true for you and if that's the for, for that for that morning practice daily practice like that was something that i resisted for so long at the start because like i had a really solid one and then like when kids arrived it just wasn't there like it can come some days some days it couldn't so i couldn't i had to learn and adapt that i cannot bank on that so it's not oh, yeah. like right what is what is like the core core principles that i need to bring into the day and where can i add in these little bite size throughout the day so you're constantly having these things filtered throughout my day because mm. I know some mornings I'm not going to be able to get up for that daily practice. There's some mornings you, you start getting up and like you're like in the middle of a meditation and then like one of the girls comes running in and sits in your knee. Like you're like, I'm not going to tell you to go. I'm like, I'll be here and we'll sit with it. But that disrupts everyone. There's all the mornings you wake up and you're like, I'm exhausted, but I just want to like roll over and be next to them for a while. So then you're like, right, how does, what do I need to do? And how do I need to adapt? mandate and work within that and like this has been a big one that we've been constantly working and fine tuning on but it comes back to checking in with my body is like feeling them times when disassociated feeling times when getting mm. triggered and stressed but then being able to communicate that to Shona being able to communicate that to the girls is massive like that's the biggest shift that we found over the last like six months where I've been like really actively I feel myself getting stressed and like house is crazy like house is a mess the kids running around the place everyone's just like you're just in this big overwhelmed state and you're like i'm like okay i'm actually feeling really frustrated right now and like i'm feeling really tense in my body is like i just need to have a little mm. space myself or can we like do something to bring the energy down and like saying this to the girls and as we've gone through this process now bonnie is like like sometimes she'll just be like oh do you want to do some breathing and like she'd come over and just put a hand and we take a few big deep breaths. And then like Brie would be over the other side of the kitchen. You'd see her, she'd take a few big deep breaths. And like other times, like sometimes like I just like I just need a little bit of space, just need to take a few breaths. And like then Bonnie would walk over with a glass of water. And then like they'd take themselves outside and potter around outside. So I'd be able to like tidy up. But that stuff, like it's not always like that, but some days it can be like that. But it's the more we are openly speaking about what's going on within ourselves and like vocalizing that to the girls, explaining what our needs are to them, rather than just being like, I'm really stressed, girls just show up and be there. Like that, what's that teaching us? What's that teaching yeah, This is exactly. like, we can learn how to regulate ourselves and be that mirror for them. That's where they're learning to regulate themselves as well and start to break that cycle of that generational lineage that has been passed down that's the new style of leadership bro isn't it you know like leading your family and, and like teaching them skills and inviting them into these types of practices and ways of being that are supportive that's really cool to hear man i've never heard you speak about that before um yeah. i love it i love like, it that's the thing it's such a like a it's like such an ongoing open process with it and it's like yeah. Yeah, like them daily practices is just so key but it's like just being open to adaptation around how that is going to yeah. come out in your day. Like, because when it's just you or when it's just you and your partner so much easier, like we're, when, it's, mm. when there's all our, like when there's babies, kids and all of that stuff involved, everything does shift. So we need to learn how to adapt to that as well. Um, and like, as we do that, like it just, it just increases like your growth element in so many aspects of it. Oh, man. Like that's, and that's the exciting thing because there's going to be periods where it's going to be really tough. But again, you know, is it when you're going through them periods where it's really tough, you're like, okay, let's check in with my body. It's like, check in. It's like, where, what am I feeling within the side of myself? It's like, 
have I been holding on to stuff that I'm not speaking or am I mm. not doing the things that I should be doing or I'm doing things that like are like like I'm scrolling too much or I'm just like like not exercising the way I need to be it's like just allowing myself to like come back to that presence come back to my, my basis like where what am I doing to nourish myself each day where am I feeling grounded and it's like what can I start shift, shifting and changing in my day today to get that back and like it's just that constant evolution and constant expansion of it and that's, that's where so much of that magic lies but then bringing that to the next level is like when you go through like this healing journey and like doing like if you're going to like a workshop or if you're going to these other things it's like you know what it's like after a big immersion <laughs> and then you come back into like normal like you are like oh, i just want a few days just to be and you're like oh how's that gonna go <laughs> Like I remember like the start of this year, like going off to Bali for a week to support Tim in like in the Brave. Like yeah. such a massive expansion and so much, it was just such a big experience. And then straight away, like the next day, waking back up and with the kids going back to that normal life. And you're like, I have to integrate really fucking quick because yeah. you don't have that space of a week or two to like come back in. But again, yeah. it's like, that's just part of the journey for me. That's part of what I need to do. And that's where I need to be really mindful and really like really checking in. It's like, what is it that I need in this time to mm. have moved through it? I think you touched on some gold there, bro, around the integration because we're all on this journey, right? And that one of the easy ways to tap out of the journey or is to self-sabotage the journey is to like skip the integration part and I've done this myself a lot of times as well where you go away and like like you described you go straight back to your normal life but you don't carve out any of that time for the integration you know for everything to kind of like resettle in this new version of you mm. um you know it's 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 a biggie and even if you're doing this you're not in a necessarily an immersion like you can go away and do like a a four hour workshop or you can go and do like a one hour body work session with yeah. someone um which can have profound shifts yeah and you still need to integrate that experience you still need to like carve out some intentional time for you to be able to you know make sense of that experience for you um to like see how that fits into the rest of your life and how you're going to be from that moment forward and mm. um it you know that that's one that we lead such big busy lives it's like you can easily skip that part of the journey but just as important um, as the actual healing work when you're in it. Yeah. It's like you can't you can't do one without the other. Yeah. And that again, that's again another big aspect is it. It's we so many people like like I know myself have been caught in this as well. Like as you were saying, it's like we have like a, an hour breath work session or healing session or we have like a workshop that we go to, whatever that might be. We have these massive profound realizations. We have this big emotional release and then we don't integrate that fully and then like a month later you're kind of back to where you were from like from before you're like oh nothing's actually changed and like it's one of the things it's like you see it more and more and like even like from going yeah. to like going to different events you see people who are the exact same places where they were two years ago but yet they've been to every single event that they could possibly go to and you're like what are you chasing like what are you like it's nearly like what are you hiding from by trying to seek all of these things outside of you mm. like rather than go to one and bring it back in bring it home come back home and like feel where that sits within your body feel what comes up within your body feel allowing yourself to process and move through that to to really make them big internal shifts rather than constantly seeking things outside of us 
Absolutely, bro. And that can take a while, depending on the experience and where you're at in your life and, and all of those circumstances, you know, so, so spacing it out and giving yourself the time that you need to process and to integrate is, that's the key, you know. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's, um, yeah, it's a biggie that some people um, overlook or skip or they shorten that period when um, really it, it needs the time that it needs and you've got to carve that out and respect it and honour it, you know, and um, that's just as important as, you know, the big soul cries or the massive realisations, you know, that, yeah. that is another key ingredient. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, like we could just keep going for, for a whole day, I think. Goodness. <laughs> I know, I'm looking at the time and I'm like, oh, I think we yeah, ran a little bit over. Like, but... your time. like I think we'll round it up. Um, but to finish off, I could love just to kind of, is there like any, like what's, what would you like people to kind of like really like take home from everything that we've spoken into? Like what's the like key fundamentals that you feel is like, right, if you're going to do that, then like just do this for yourself. Ah, good question, bro. It is to find safety in your body, to find you know that grounded connection in internally um, on a daily basis, and that is the gateway for everything else to unfold. So, mm-hmm. finding something which helps you to arrive at that place, whether it be um, a breathwork and meditation practice, whether it be time in nature. Um, whatever it is it could even be reading a book or listening to music journaling um but yeah do what you need to do to 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 find safety in your body to ground yourself um, in the moment and to Mm -hmm. feel that connection and then when you move through the world from that place um, it's a very different experience so that's that's my take home yeah that's beautiful man love it Beautiful. Awesome. Uh, thanks so much for your time. Um, just for anyone that's listening and stuff like that as well, like where can they find find you? Like, or if they want to connect in more. Yep. So on Instagram, um, it is Luke Double Underscore Smith Twenty Seven, and on Facebook, it is at Breathe with Luke. So I'm on both of those platforms. And yeah, I do one-on-one breathwork sessions. I do small group sessions. I do workshops as well. I do mixed workshops. I do men's workshops. Um, and yeah, I also travel around a bit and do workshops in different parts of WA. So that's it, my man. I'm uh, I'm on the Insta and the and the Facebook, and yeah. that's where that's where people can find me. Awesome, man. Yeah, like and from having one of your one-on-one breathwork sessions, like it's oh, so powerful. Like it's amazing. Like, and definitely need to get back in for another one and get to some of your workshops coming up as well. I see there's one in January. So I'm looking, going to carve out some time to nourish myself next year with more for sure. Yes. Awesome, bro. I look forward to seeing you there. And yeah, it's been, it's been a journey. It's been really cool to, to be on it with you and to like witness each other and to support each other through um, this huge kind of change and evolution that we've both been on and um thanks so much bro for for you know having me on and i feel really honored and it's just a really cool experience to to talk through all of these you know things that we go through that um you know we can help to help other people basically and support other people through it as well so very grateful very honored thank you my bro awesome man absolute pleasure awesome all righty we'll speak soon